Hi everyone, welcome to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. Thank you so much for joining us. We got a fun-filled episode for you. Joined as always by my co-explorer, partner in crime, Amy Long. Hi. You know, we are going cruising. The Full Metal Traveler crew is going cruising. We're talking all about cruises in this episode today. Is it safe to cruise again? What are the trends? What about sustainability? That's a buzzword that a lot of people are throwing around these days because this year, the icon of the seas, the largest cruise ship in the world going to be launched. And uh, people are kind of, you know, they have strong feelings one way or the other about this thing. And of course, our own personal thoughts, what you should do, maybe things you should skip. What about those drink packages they offer? Are those things really, really worth it? Uh, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, you know, I think the first thing, especially after so many years of uncertainty, one of the biggest uh, Google searches out there is cruising safe again. People are still worried because there were a lot of horror stories. You remember those horror stories that mm -hmm. came out of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were supposed to social distance, and that's hard to do when you have... 2,000 people all on a boat together. So, I mean, cruises had to shut down. People were on cruises when the pandemic yeah. hit, and they were stuck on this boat for weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a little traumatic for people. <laughs> you plan to be home in two days, and suddenly you're living on this cruise ship, but you can't leave your room, and we all know the rooms on a cruise ship. Not very big. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think people who may be feeling safer about travel in general are still a little hesitant around cruises. I mean, because there, I know there was at least one ship where people were stuck on there for like weeks. Right. And right. this was like a, a, maybe a seven day cruise or something that turned it. And my facts may be a little off there, but I know there was at least one where people were stuck. They were in port. Mm -hmm. They just wouldn't let them off the ship. Right. Right. That in itself, I mean, just even talking about that kind of gives me claustrophobic <laughs> tendencies, man. My hands are sweating already, even thinking about that. Um, so people are really wondering, is it safe to, to cruise again? You know, how is the industry? I mean, a lot of people kind of looked at it and they were like, it might be the death knell of the cruise industry. Right. And for a while, it really looked that way. Well, cruises were shut down for a while, and you and I happened to take our very first cruise in 2022, right when the industry was starting to open back up again. Yeah. And we did notice they took a lot of precautions mm -hmm. when it came to safety. I mean, they had a lot of, you did have to wear your mask in public areas. There were hand sanitizing stations everywhere. They were checking temperatures throughout the entire boat, boarding, disembarking. It, it was, safety was a big concern for them because they knew it was a concern for their travelers. And I think a major part of it was they also didn't try to fill the boat to capacity. Right. Uh, it was really empty for a cruise ship. Yeah, I think we were, they said we were at about 40% capacity. 40% capacity. So we weren't on top of people, which is always nice. I mean, if you're claustrophobic, a cruise may not be right for you because that's a lot of people in a relatively small space. Well, according to a recent travel survey, 85% of past cruisers, people that have gone on cruises in the past, are planning to cruise again this year or here in the next two years, which is 85% is at a pre-pandemic high. So people maybe have held off for a little while. 
Now they're not, not so much. Now they're, they're gearing back up for it. The industry as a whole is seeing a strong rebound. Uh, but in order to really kind of make up for those years, over the next, I think, next three or four years, especially these busy travel seasons, uh, they are hoping, the cruise industry is hoping and needs, and goes in quotes, needs to attract another 4 million brand new cruisers in that, like first time cruisers, people that have never been on that ship. Right. They need that to kind of refill their base of people who maybe have given up the ghost for good. <laughs> and pardon that pun. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe that's why there are so many new cruise ships launching. I mean, you mentioned the icon of the seas, and we'll talk about that one later, but I see almost daily commercials mm-hmm. for new cruise ships or advertisements for new cruise ships that are launching. And we were just on one not too long ago, which we'll talk about. But it seems like all of the cruise lines are launching newer, bigger, better ships, more things to do on board. They're going to new destinations. So it it does seem like they're really trying to attract travelers who have never cruised before. Overall, the cruise uh, tourism industry uh, from all meters that they that they go and they look at to kind of judge tourism, it's rebounding faster than international, like typical international travel, like by plane or anything else. So it, it seems to be an industry that people are trying very hard to, like, you know, forgive yeah. a little bit or maybe get over those fears a little bit of being stuck in a, you know, kind of a floating island, so to speak. Um and also the cruise industry is looking at catering to those new younger cruisers, millennials, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them, uh, by offering both shorter and longer cruises. We're starting to see in news these cruises that are a year plus mm-hmm. at a time, 94 stops around the world. Just live on this boat for the next year. I think there's one right now uh, that's doing nine months around Antarctica and South America and these places. I know a bunch of TikTokers are on it mm-hmm. doing whatever it is that yeah. TikTokers do. Uh, and they're taking these videos, but they're off- also offering shorter cruises. Yeah. Three days. I think a cruise is a great vacation if you want to not really have to do much planning. You want to just be able to like just show up somewhere and just chill for a few days or a week. Maybe you get off at port, maybe you don't, but you can just go there. Your food's all taken care of. There's a lot of options. There's pools. There's shows every night. And you don't really have to do a whole lot of, if you're somebody who does a lot of planning in your day job, you don't really have to do that with a cruise. You just wander around and you are, you know, all these options are there for you. Yeah, absolutely. And another part of it that also is in the rise, solo travelers, solo cruisers. You, You wouldn't think it in the past, but... More and more cruise lines are starting to cater specific journeys, uh, expeditions, whatever, for solo cruisers. They're even starting to convert some of their cabins to single cabins to make room for these people who choose to travel by themselves. Really? I wouldn't wouldn't have thought of that, but it makes sense. I mean, you don't need to have people with you to cruise. It's... I mean, once you're on the boat, it's relatively safe. So it totally makes sense for a solo traveler to go on a cruise. At the opposite end of the spectrum, the cruise industry has become the choice of travel for multi, <coughs> excuse me, multi-generational 
families mm-hmm. getting together to experience maybe family reunions or family trips together. Used to be, you know, it still is. You meet at Disney World yeah. with grandma and grandpa or whatever, uncle, yeah, you know, yeah. all of that. Now, cruise ships. People are, are lining up at cruise ships to get that family experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it kind of goes back to that same thing where not a whole lot of planning goes into it. You can have everybody there, but you're, you know, depending on who the couple is or the needs, you can have a suite or you can have a room for with kids in it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of options on a cruise, so I think it's a good way to appease a wide variety if you have a larger family and maybe there's different needs across across the board of the family. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, they're doing more and more with these newer, larger ships, more fancy restaurants, more play areas for the kids, more adult-only areas right. for people who are traveling without young, uh, young ones. I was about to say youngins. <laughs> so I'm from the south. Well, I mean, you and I, we've gone on two different cruises. One was a very family-oriented cruise, and another was more of an adult cruise. It wasn't adults-only, but it was a more adult-friendly atmosphere. Two very different feelings for those cruises. So I think either side of the spectrum you're on, you can find the right cruise for you. Yeah, absolutely. And a good a good spot here before we go to break. Uh, number of handicap accessibility, uh, accessibilities on the ship is expanding exponentially. Uh, keep it right here. Unscale Travel Show. We'll be right back. Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. We are coming to you from the Diamondback Land Surveying Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Lovely to see you, as always. We appreciate you coming back. Glad I didn't scare you off. You know, I <laughs> so many people probably noticed in the first segment. I, I am battling a little bit of a cough right now. I just tend to keep a cough. Yes, yes. Year-round. Like, just bad luggage. I just keep it, you know. <laughs> and just well, at the most inconvenient times, it rears its head. Yep. Just anytime I have to talk, it just goes, hey, <laughs> don't you have a cough? Uh, we're talking cruise ships. Uh, and the cruise industry overall, people seem to be one way or another about cruises. The people who like cruises really love cruises. Mm-hmm. They swear by them. Oh, yeah. There are people, I mean, we met people that are year-round cruisers. Yeah. And they know other people that live in different parts of the world, and they've become the best of friends. Right. And they all cruise together. We know people who only go on cruises. They don't do any other kind of vacation. I don't do any other Why would I? And they look at you like you're dumb. Like, why would I? And they list all the reasons why it's the best type of vacation. I'm not saying it isn't. I just, I like to mix my vacations up a little bit. So, you know, if you're going to go on a cruise... Cool. What we found out, though, is we went on a cruise that ported at places we had already been to. So it was a little bit, I won't say disappointing for us, but we'd already explored those places. So 
it was a little less exciting for us to stop and get off. But you, you kind of mentioned we are more of the variety. Yeah. We like to go different places. But there were people on that very same cruise that were like, I love, it was to Cabo. Mm-hmm. We went to Cabo and Ensenada and Mexico. Both of these ports, uh, we have been to Cabo many times. Uh, and some people are like, I love Cabo. We love going here. We come here once a year. You know, yep. We love the weather <laughs> and sitting on the beach. It's, yeah. it's always those people from Green Bay or something. <laughs> love you, Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> but they're always from those areas. And, you know, they swear by it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like a little variety, I don't know. Cruising itself may be a new journey, but the ports uh, remain something that are up for debate. I right. Guess. I think I think if we were to do a cruise that went down to one of those areas again, we'd probably look at specific excursions, something mm-hmm. we haven't done before, as opposed to just getting out and exploring the area because we've explored the area. So. Now it's like to make it fun and interesting for us. What are we going to do that's new? Because we do like to do new things. Yeah. The, the interesting struggle when you go to a port uh, for people who have never been on a cruise, and there's a lot of you out there. I know. We took a poll right before this. Um, <laughs> I saw a, a raise of hands. Um, is that you go there and you have basically an entire day. Mm-hmm. Once you're at a port, you have eight, nine hours, something like that, which is a long time. But it's not a long time. Right. It's one of those kind of in-betweens where it's like, if you want to explore the city a little bit, maybe even go outside the city just a bit, it's enough time for that. But to really kind of get away, especially if you've been to the city or the port before, it's a little more challenging. Yeah. Is it enough time to kind of rent a car, go out, or find some kind of public transport to get you outside of the city or something? It's, it's one of those kind of in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Now cruises, again, going with what cruise lines are doing now, uh, gearing it more toward millennial and Gen Z travelers, who, again, we've traveled or we've, we've stated many times in the past on this show about how modern travelers are looking for modern experiences, immersing themselves in the mm-hmm. culture. So now they're doing more overnight port calls mm-hmm. where you're in a port overnight. They're doing offering more of that and more excursions where you go out and it's not just like, you know, rent an ATV and go off into the desert or, or something. swim with the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of like cooking classes with villager, mm-hmm. villagers or, uh, you know, basket weaving with basket weavers. It's I don't truly know. a cultural experience yes. as opposed to yeah. just an activity. Yeah. Uh, so they, they are cruise. Uh, it seems like the cruise line is kind of, trending in that direction where they are becoming that true leader in tourism, which Mm -hmm. is amazing to me. Uh, I don't know why (laughs) just looking at it, but I wouldn't think that cruises would be at the forefront of how they, how quickly they've switched up. Maybe it's because cruises have kind of like the original vacation type of thing. I mean, Hmm. cruises are hundreds of years old. This isn't a new thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they didn't necessarily call it a cruise, but think, (laughs) Okay, the Titanic. What was that? Well, okay, you were talking about the Titanic. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria. Well, I don't I mean, think those were cruises. That was an expedition. I yeah. don't think it was for enjoyment. But you people... think Magellan was a cruise director? <laughs> maybe. He may, he may maybe. Be. So, <laughs> Magellan. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, those early cruises, yeah, I, I guess. It's been around for a while. Uh, well, kind of switching gears, they they are leading the way as far as sustainability as well in those areas. Uh, things that, uh, again, the modern traveler really kind of looks at on, on a deeper level. 
these newer ships, they, they are behemoths. Mm-hmm. They are huge, as we're going to find out with the icon of the seas. Uh, but they are also way more sustainable than they used to be. Uh, some of these ships, even though some of the ones that are on, on the water now, uh, repurpose 100% of their, their waste, their food waste, uh, with these giant steel biodigesters. These biodigesters are giant steel stomachs, basically, if you want to, uh, with ships to make sure that they repurpose all of the food waste. It doesn't just go into trash bags or something like that and well, empty out a call. What like, does repurpose mean? What well, do they, they do with it? They break it down like uh, with microorganisms and, and different things. I don't know how biodigesters <laughs> work. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, send it to different parts of the ship, like some in gray water where they reuse it again. And some of it does have to go into the black water where it's not reused. But um, sounds a little bit back to the future. Like we're, we're powering a DeLorean. Exactly. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads, man. <laughs> have, <laughs> have we jumped into the future? Is that where we are as a society now? <laughs> oh, it is. We are like living in the future. A while back, we did a like travel tech mm-hmm. uh, show, and we were talking about all this crazy tech that's coming up, especially with artificial intelligence, which is a part of uh, already a part of what cruise ships use for their sustainability efforts. So anyway, you're getting me sidetracked, but <laughs> the <laughs> surplus engines, like the surplus engine heat, things like that coming mm-hmm. off of these giant things, of course, they generate a ton of heat, mm-hmm. but they pipe that heat to other parts of the ship that, you know, that are used to like heat showers okay. or heat the like heated swimming pools that they have. Interesting. So they find, they're finding new ways to get around and like using biofuels and parts of like the newer ships are going to be like electric, like 100% electric. And oh wow! So all kinds of fun stuff. That's in- that really is interesting. I find sustainability efforts like that just kind of fascinating. How we're using garbage pretty much to replace everyday items. Yeah, uh, we mentioned uh, the artificial intelligence. Yeah, you know, using using that so they don't cook more than they need. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of food isn't just sitting out and going to waste. Sensors. And yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's Unscaled Travel Show. Keep it right here. We're talking cruising. We're talking old cruises. <laughs> more. Keep it right here. Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler, coming to you from the Diamondback Land Surveying Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you so much to Trent and Lisa Keenan for always supporting our show. Uh, they are quite the travelers themselves. Trent is on like Trent uh, Keenan owns Diamondback Land Surveying here in Las Vegas, and he is on his, I want to say, 60th marathon or so. Oh, wow. That he's run in the last like three years. Good for him. The guy is a runner. Meanwhile, in between breaks here on the show, my chair collapsed in the studio. <laughs> uh, 
I completely fell over <laughs> and had to get a new chair. <laughs> Not just collapsed. It it almost exploded. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Exploded? There are little wooden shards on the ground. They are. I think one is in my calf, actually. Ow. Yeah, the chair just collapsed underneath me. So, uh, so I should not hit the cruise buffet. We're talking cruise lines. And speaking of giant things, that should, I don't know how we get back on track. Oh my gosh. Speaking of giant ships, or giant holes, there you go. Speaking of giant holes, the Royal Caribbean's icon of the seas is set to launch, and you're going to hear all about it. It is the largest cruise ship in the world when it officially gets underway. Uh, we got some facts and figures to just let you know how big this Mamma Jamma is. <laughs> and if it had collapsed a wooden chair underneath its hull, I think it would. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ouch. My body still hurts. Uh, never <laughs> ended think, up on the floor. I think the most staggering number for the Icon of the Seas is mm. the capacity for people. 7,600 people. Well, it says passengers, so does that even include crew? Because it says another 2,300 crew. 10,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot and of people. maximum capacity, almost 10,000 people, that, which is insanity. That's bigger than to some me. towns. Yeah, that's bigger than some towns <laughs> out there. Our friends in Hay, Australia, <laughs> where they broadcast hey. our show, we love our friends and friends out there. Uh, it is bigger than Hay. Like, the entire town of Hay could get in there and, you know, go down the water slide <laughs> all together. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> some mm. facts and figures. So number one, the Icon of the Seas was built in Finland. I never knew how they did I ships. Didn't, you know. no. uh, but it will have uh, the flag of the Bahamas. Uh, it'd be, its port of call is actually Nassau okay. out of the Bahamas, but it was built in Finland. It has a gross tonnage of almost 250,000 gross tons. I don't know what that means. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. By comparison, just Google real quick what the Titanic. Well, actually, what I just I go just googled how big is Icon of the Seas, and it said it is seven. I'm sorry, thirty five percent longer than the Titanic was. Wow, thirty five percent longer. By comparison, okay, we're just talking about uh, gross tonnage. The Titanic was forty six thousand gross tons, That's and the Icon of the Seas is two hundred fifty thousand. Wow. So. You know, trying to put it in put it in perspective here. Uh, we get, it'll it'll be the largest cruise ship in the world. Uh, it's the length that you were just talking about. How long this sucker is? Two hundred and sixty five meters, or almost twelve hundred feet. How many stories is that? Does it say? Uh, All together, there are twenty decks. Wow. Twenty decks. So a, a eighteen of them are for uh, guest decks. Wow. So that's like a skyscraper. A skyscraper in the water. In the water. That's, yeah. I, I, I honestly cannot imagine. Like, I can't fathom how big this thing. And how fast can this giant floating city go? It can reach speeds of 22 knots or close to 25 miles an hour. Is that a lot for a cruise ship? I don't know. Is that know. a lot for a boat? Dude, you're, you're moving 10,000 people and how many? The 250,000 <laughs> tons? That's a know. lot. I mean... 
That's, that's faster than most humans. <laughs> is that a lot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I'm trying to make this sound awesome. I mean, I guess it is awesome, but you know, it's basically a, like we said, a skyscraper in the water. Look, Magellan, if he saw this thing, <laughs> we're back to Magellan. Would absolutely caca. Okay. Well, and the other thing that I just I really can't wrap my head around is it has its own water park. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the stats on this thing are crazy. It yep. has seven different pools, six water slides, and then it has all these what they call neighborhoods, like an aqua dome and an island, and it's a surf site. I think it's a like a surf wave pool type thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's truly a water park on top of a skyscraper in the water. And a lot of these are going to set records for being like uh, uh, looking at their water slides. Uh, their six wor- uh, record-breaking water slides are going to break records for us, uh, like length and the number of them and how many turns and all these different things. Uh, and then they're going to have water fly- uh, falls and nine different whirlpools. You know, those weird whirlpools mm-hmm. pool- on cruise ships that people like just sit around and people stare at soup. each other. Yeah, oh, people soup. Oh, my God. Oh, going to throw up. That's the, why'd you say that, dude? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway, but yes, they have. <laughs> I love the look on your face. <laughs> oh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Oh, that's even worse than falling out of the chair. Uh, or having, I'm sorry, having the chair explode underneath me. <laughs> As you so succinctly put it. You were in front of me, and then you were on the floor. Uh, but like you said, eight distinct <laughs> neighborhoods. <laughs> you know, they put a, so much into this. The, the Aquadome, as you mentioned, I think is going to be like this venue. It's almost like a water venue or something. They're going to have shows and high diving. I don't know if they're going to have high diving, but um, all kinds of stuff. It's just, it's this massive thing that's kind of, when it was announced... Two or three years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. it instantly divided people. Like, how much is too much? Right. And when they started showing the pictures of this thing, when it first started getting its, uh, started doing its sea trials, people were like, including you and I, got to be honest here. I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know right. about this. Um, the people alone, if it's at max capacity, you know, is it going to be one of those things where they thought about uh, how much they could, you know, how much money they could make and not enough space? Is it a Titanic do situation? Do you want to be on top of other people? Like just where there's people everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird way to put it. Uh, where, there's, where there's people everywhere. Well, I mean, 10,000 people, like we said, it's a lot of people. And yes, this is a, a giant boat. But is it so giant that it you... You don't feel like you're in a crowd all the time because that that's not enjoyable to me to constantly have people pressed in and close to me. That's not relaxing. That's not a vacation. So that that's my thought is how big is this boat that 10,000 people are not going to feel like they are all crowded into the same spaces? Is there enough room to maneuver around and have fun? How many lounge chairs are there? Because it seems like the lounge chairs are always taken. You almost threw hands with an old lady <laughs> on Celebrity Cruises. I know. I saw you. I got there first. <laughs> she, she gave you that evil eye, boy. I know. I saw you. I saw you slap your thighs. <laughs> ah! You're going to do some sumo on or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's going to get me in trouble later. Uh, but 
It's going to, uh, it's uh, out of the port of Miami. I believe right there. so, yeah. So I'm guessing it's going to serve the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of beautiful destinations, a lot of beautiful ports. And those in that aspect and, 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 and all of that. I'm interested to see the reviews. Yeah, me too. When they finally start coming out. You know me, I don't like technology in the first year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to let this, you know, because there's always going to be mm-hmm. things that happen. Well, I mean, we saw what happened with Jurassic Park the first time true. it opened. Dinosaurs are yeah. going crazy. But to me, this is very much a family cruise. It is geared more to a younger crowd. Think water park type of vacation. So if you're looking for a nice romantic couples cruise, this may not be the one for you. We're going to have more. We're talking cruises on this wacky episode here. Fun scale. Keep it right here. Unscaled Travel Show is brought to you by Diamondback Land Surveying. For all your land surveying needs, contact Diamondback Land Surveying at 702-823-DBLS. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. Be sure to check us out online, fullmetaltraveler.com, and of course, all across all the social medias, the Facebooks, the Gram, do it for the Gram, and you can find it at Full Metal Traveler. Um, and of course, we're coming to you from the Diamondback Land Surveying Studios here in beautiful Las Vegas. Come visit Las Vegas. Come leave your money. Come support our town. Um, <laughs> so that's a plug for Vegas. There you go. It's about as good as it comes. Um, we we're talking cruises and everything uh, uh, from sustainability. Is it safe to travel? We've given our thoughts and given facts and figures. Uh, we talked about the icon of the seas, which is set to be the largest cruise ship in the world, at least for a little while, mm-hmm. until some of these other ships get launched. And then those will be the largest ones. It's insane how big these things are getting. Uh, and thoughts are surrounding that. So now, you know, now it comes more of an opinion piece. Mm-hmm. We've been on several cruises. There are some people, again, cruising is one of these tourist and travel things that some people that love them swear by them. Mm-hmm. Other people that don't really like it, don't really like the uh, things that they offer, you know, they've done one and done, or maybe it's going to be a long time in between yeah. when they do actually cruise again. We're just going to give you our thoughts. And tell you what, you give us your thoughts. What do you think about cruising? Do you and your family like it? What are some of the best ports you've gone to? Hit us up, fullmetaltraveler.com. Let us know what you think here in this episode. Uh, I like to pose some of these questions to you because some of these things they offer, uh, like uh, they offer Wi-Fi packages, drink packages for varying costs for varying days. Mm -hmm. A lot of it comes down to uh, demand what ports you're going to. Some of it is based on just season and how long of a cruise you're going to have. Right. So these costs are not hard costs because they, they fluctuate. It's not a set cost no. across every cruise. Uh, and it's not a set cro- uh, cost, excuse me, across every cruise line either. Right. And a lot of the costs that we're pulling from are celebrity cruises. Um, but you find a variety of things on Carnival or Norwegian mm-hmm. or Alaskan cruises or whatever. Uh, so the first thing we really sh- kind of struggled with and th- talked about a lot was were the drink packages. Right. What, <laughs> how were we going to spend this 
you know, quote unquote vacation on the ship because the drink packages are not cheap. They're not cheap. But so it's something you need to know is the food on a cruise is all inclusive, but the drinks are not. So if you do not get a drink package, standard drink is water, lemonade, and I believe iced tea. You do not get sodas if you don't purchase a drink package. No sodas? So, no. So there's, you know, if you're a soda drinker, you can get a non-alcoholic drink package, which includes your sodas. And if you're a big soda drinker, you may want to do that. Um, it, but alcoholic drinks, not included. So I think the next question is, how much do you like to drink? <laughs> what are you going to be doing on this trip? <laughs> are you going to spend this trip sitting at the bar, laying in a lounger with a margarita in your hand, or are you going to spend it more just in the pool or doing excursions, that kind of thing. But what we discovered was I don't drink enough to have a drink package. But if two people are sharing a room, you can't get a drink package for just one. You have to get it for both of you. Yeah. So There's no sharing There's allowed. no sharing allowed mm-hmm. at all. And they just say flat out, if two people are in a room you're, and one of you wants to drink package, you both get it. So you have to kind of think about that. Is it worth it to spend this much money if one of you isn't a drinker and the other one <laughs> yeah. is? Yeah, because there, there are certain times. Uh, and if that is your plan, like I'm where you are sitting by the pool or, you know, whatever, and we're going to have margaritas the entire time. It's probably worth it. Right. It is probably worth it because a typical margarita, depending on the, again, on all those different factors, can cost you anywhere between 10 bucks and 20 bucks, depending on what kind of tequila you get. Right. Or whatever. You know, it can cost you all of that and a couple of drinks, and boom, the package is already yeah. paid for itself for the day. I mean, if your package is $100 a day per person, mm-hmm. because it is all per person, mm-hmm. and you're getting $20 drinks, which if you're a cocktail drinker, your drinks are growing up probably be around $20 yeah. each. That's four drinks in one day. So it may make sense for you. Maybe you only plan on having one cocktail, but you plan on having wine at dinner and maybe you love wine. I don't know. So it <laughs> might make sense for you to get it in that case. I think it really just comes down to what type of drinker are you? And this is every day. You cannot pick and choose days. Right. You can't say we're going to drink on day one and day three. Yeah. You have to get it. There's, every there's no time day. to rest and recover you got to earn that package. <laughs> but there is, there's fine print to it. There is. Uh, a lot of these, like you said, they don't come with the beverages. They don't come with sodas if you don't get a certain package. And there are limits. Mm-hmm. It is not all you can drink. It is not drink until you fall over somewhere. Uh, I think the uh, Carnival Cruise Line that we went on uh, had a 15-drink limit. Per day. Per yeah. day. So it's all-inclusive up to 15 drinks. Because After they are that, tracking it. They're not they just handing it. drinks over mm-hmm. with no idea who they're giving it to. It's almost like signing a receipt to be charged to your room, but mm-hmm. then there's just no charge at the end if you have prepaid for the package. And then you also decide things like, do you want to go ahead and add gratuities on it, mm-hmm. which is an instant 20% markup, you know, so you don't have to think about it because, again, you're not walking around with cash on you. Right. Or do you want to add gratuities at the end of the, of, of the trip? So there's other things to think about. The, the next thing is like Wi-Fi packages. Mm-hmm. How much are you going, going to be on your phone? How often do you need to be connected to the, to the email and to right. the text messaging and everything else that you might need? Um, those kind of things. Well, like for me, for us on the first cruise we went on, I needed a vacation from work. So we purposely did not buy the Wi-Fi <laughs> so that I could not be reached because I wanted to be able to tell my boss mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to have access to my email. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and then on the next cruise, we did because I was doing something. I was writing mm-hmm. uh, something, and so I needed to be connected. And it turns out the Wi-Fi was so spotty mm-hmm. that I couldn't even use the Wi-Fi. And believe me, I tried to get a refund, and they weren't having it. They were like, hey, we have all this fine print that says we cannot control this and that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, so you, to may, me, you may buy it, and it doesn't work. You may buy it, and it not work. Which stinks. And you're also <laughs> using Wi-Fi. You know, so if you're Icon of the Sea, and I have no idea what their Wi-Fi situation looks like or their satellites, you know, look like or whatever. But you have 10,000 people trying to get online mm-hmm. or close to that all in one little spot. Yeah. It, it may not work that well. Take a vacation. Take a vacation. You, you don't know. need to post to Instagram. For me, it's not. You know, <laughs> save the, the images. As soon as you hit port yeah. somewhere, that port's going to have Wi-Fi and all of that stuff. And Cell service. You're yep. going gonna to do wonderful. Uh, and this is more of a question for you. Onboard shopping. Mm. You've had some experiences with onboard shopping on these cruise lines. I have, because that's one of the things when you get on this cruise, they have all these things in the itinerary of this store is opening and a sale at this store and come at this store and get a free glass of champagne. And <laughs> it seems so wonderful and fancy. And I'm just going to shop. Just, just think about it. Uh, so... You're a captive audience, and they can charge you whatever they want. And giving you more to drink just makes you more willing to pay it. So I have bought some things that I definitely overpaid for. And then I've bought some things on clearance that were nice and I still still use, some beachwear, things like that. So I think just kind of be smart about it. But they have fine jewelry. They have some brands, luxury um, purses, They shoes. lure you in, though, with they the do. no taxes. They do. They don't charge taxes at sea. And so they're like, hey, this is all tax-free, baby. They know 18% on this. And you'll come in and, whoa, boy. I tell you, you was hot. You bought a, a watch. I was it a buy, watch? I did buy a watch, mm. and I thought I got a great deal. And then we get home, and I look the watch up because, again, I didn't have Wi-Fi. And I realized I paid <laughs> about double what I could have paid for at a store locally. Man, oh, man, you I was mean, hot. It, and the watch stopped working after, like, it, a month. It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> the battery died because apparently this watch had been sitting on this boat for a while before I bought it. <laughs> if y'all can see her face right now, boy, she can come through that radio and strangle somebody <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, I can say where that was, but boy, you're still hot about that. That was years ago, too. <laughs> so there's a lot. We gave you a lot of information, but we really do hope it helps you out because cruising is expected to be back at pre-pandemic levels and even exceed that by a wide percentage here over the next year to two years. I know that's good news for the cruise lines and everyone that's employed by them. But, you know, hey, pros and cons. The The whole point of everything is just to be an informed traveler. Right, and I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to the cruise is knowing the type of vacation you want and finding the proper cruise line for it. And some of the cruise lines offer different types of cruises. So if you're looking for a family cruise, they'll have an option. If you're looking for a couple's romantic cruise, they have that option too. But do your research. There it is. You heard it here first right here for everyone at the Unscaled Travel Show and say thank you so much. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.